Keep up with the new. Keep up with the important. Keep up with it all on Keeping Up With The Current. Get your news fix for the day. Stay informed and up to date with current affairs and the issues that matter. Nadia has you covered on Keeping Up With The Current. And now, let's seek expert advice on an issue that affects you. Every year, us humans take billions of tons of resources from the earth, and each year we return billions of tons back to the earth as landfill. Despite many Australians recycling the right way, there is still a shocking amount of reusable and recyclable items ending up in landfill, and it's a cause for concern. But it's never too late to change what we buy, bring home and throw away. Now is the time to question what items we send to landfill and what should be recycled and upcycled. Well, all our top recycling questions will be answered by Planet Arc Senior Recycling Campaigns Manager, Alejandra Leclet. It's a pleasure having you on board with us. Thank you, Nadia. Thank you for having me. Well, uh, Alejandra, it's National Recycling Week. It's an opportunity to help us take waste and recycling issues into our own hands. In what ways has this established and highly regarded annual campaign continue to educate and stimulate behaviour change? Yes, uh, National Recycling Week was founded by Planet Arc back in 1996. So it's been uh, 26 years that we've been doing this. And uh, what we're really trying to do is to uh, highlight the environmental benefits of reuse and recycling programs while making participation simple and hopefully enjoyable through community events, education and just different programs. So this year, National Recycling Week explores the idea that waste isn't waste until it's wasted. So what are some examples of resources at home that we can make great use of? Yes, I mean, I I think that the main one, and probably if you're going to focus on just one thing, uh, because, I mean, we're all very busy and we cannot really do uh, many different things because it does take time. So if you're just going to choose one action, organics would probably be the best one to choose. Um, organic waste accounts for up to 40% of what we put in our rubbish bin. So if you think about it, that's almost half of what we're literally throwing away into landfill. And the problem with organics is that once it goes into landfill, it breaks down without oxygen and that creates methane, which is a greenhouse gas that contributes to climate change. So again, just to give you some perspective of how bad this is, is if we if food waste was a country, it would be the third largest um, contributor to climate change right after China and the US. Oh my so, God. Mm. yeah, it's 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 massive. Um, so again, if there was just one thing that you you, you can do, uh, organics is the main one. Um, some councils, not all of them, uh, some councils they provide a FOGO bin, so that stands for Food Organics Garden Organics. Uh, if you have one of those, make sure that you use it. Your life is pretty much solved on that front um, because you can pretty much just put literally anything uh, organic. So everything that grows mm. goes in there. Um, if you don't, the vast majority don't have one at the moment. That's been rolled out in the next couple of years, but at the moment, most people don't. So if you have a backyard, uh, consider investing in a composting bin. 
um, it, it's a lot easier that, that one it seems and literally you can divert so much waste from landfill by doing that. If you don't have a backyard, which I know a lot of people don't, uh, maybe a warm farm in an apartment, that would be a good idea. Uh, that would only be for veggie and uh, fruit scraps, but still it's, it's quite a lot um, organic waste that you can still feed to the worms. If worms are not really your thing, because I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, um, there's an app that is called Share Waste. So just download it and it will tell you people around your area who may be able to take your food scraps for you. Lovely. That sounds very, very promising. Of course, composting is something that is worthwhile. It's a great investment for yourself, your home your hip pocket and as well the environment. So definitely we encourage people to get onto that as soon as they can. Now this year it's all about quality over quantity. It's not about recycling more but recycling better. So what are some ways we can recycle better? Yeah, so if you think about your home recycling bin, really that's just meant to be for uh, containers and paper, that's it. So no plastic bags, uh, no um, household items, no clothing, no food. Um, it's very important that we put the right thing in the right bin so that we have a quality material that is really not waste, but it's a commodity and it has a high price and you know, if you have a high price on something, it is more likely that you will be, I guess, recyclers in this case would be more willing to process all of that uh, material and then sell it because they will get a profit. Um, and that's, yeah, and that's pretty much the whole thing that waste is waste until it's waste that is trying to, um, I guess, rethink the way we see waste is not really waste it's it, they're valuable materials mm. so a good way to know this is just look for the australian recycling label on your packaging it will tell you what to do with each component of your packaging so that you know exactly uh, where to put things uh, also there are so many different things um, that you cannot recycle at home but you can take in some other places i mean we all know uh soft plastics at the moment uh we just found out that unfortunately we cannot take them to the shops anymore. Uh, having said that, it's very important also to know that this is meant to be a temporary thing. So just because we cannot recycle our soft plastics now, it doesn't mean that we cannot do it in the future. Uh, at the moment, unfortunately, they will have to win the rubbish, which really sucks. But uh, compared to other things, um, you know, there's so many other types of materials in a bigger scale uh, that we create waste uh, mm. from. Um, a good example would be e-waste. E-waste is the fastest growing waste stream we have in Australia. We generate uh, way too, too much e-waste, uh, around over half a million tons of e-waste every year. So, uh, and for individuals, there's pretty much free recycling programs for almost every electronic item from computers, mobile phones, um, headphones, uh, you know, accessories, batteries. So go to recyclingnewyou.com.au. Uh, just put in your postcode and just type whatever it is that you want to recycle, like a phone or a computer, and it will tell you the closest drop-off location. I mean, what many people don't realise is that we can recycle beyond the curbside bin. We have things like return and earn. We have collection yeah. points for batteries, for paints, for gas bottles. So it essentially makes it easier for people to recycle. And you mentioned there is a resource available online, so people can essentially visit the website and they can see a breakdown of where things go, basically, exactly. where, where to take them. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, that's correct. is that translated in different languages as well? Because we know, you know, there's a lot of people from culturally and linguistically diverse communities 
who struggle to understand and read labels. So is there any particular resource available for those people to help them understand the the kind of messages that are portrayed? Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, We don't have one of those, unfortunately. We're a very small team, and uh, at the moment, we don't have the resources to have those many different languages. Having said that, um, most councils do. So if you cannot find the information, if you cannot understand the information on our website, go to your council website and most of them would have like a translation uh, translation bar at the top. Um, so just click on it and it will give you not every single language, but most of the, the most common ones. Well, most of the time, what typically helps to change a bad habit into a better one is education and awareness of how our habits are producing negative impact. So we know plastic pollution is growing relentlessly. So approximately how many tonnes of plastic are piling up in landfill each year in Australia? Have we fallen short? Uh, Yes, um, the recycling rates for plastic is not huge, Uh, especially with plastic packaging. um, The recycling rate is about 16%, which is not ideal. So... uh, what we can do about it is obviously at first to try to reduce the amount of plastic that we consume. So I know that's really hard uh, because pretty much all of the products that's, um, that we have access to, they come in plastic. And I understand that not everybody has uh, the ability or the, uh, I guess in this case, the privilege to be able to have access to bulk stores. Sometimes they're very expensive. Um, so uh, whenever you can, try to reduce the amount of plastic that that you create but if you cannot there's so many other ways um, that that you can reduce that by either uh, reusing uh, some of those items so let's say with plastic bags you can reuse them as bean liners or uh, you know if you have like a really nice uh, bottle just try to reuse it if if you can as a um, like you can grow plants from it Uh, try to avoid a water bottle because that's a very easy one to just have your own reusable water bottle instead and uh, whenever you cannot um, avoid it maybe try if you see in the supermarkets try to see if whatever you're buying has recycled content because that means that that has um, plastic that has already been taken out from the earth put into a, a piece of packaging or something, it has been recycled and it's been put back into the system. So that's really what we need. We, I mean, recycling doesn't end when we put something in our recycling bin. It actually finishes when that is being processed and recycled and turned into new products. Mm. And essentially it begins when you make the conscious decision to go to a supermarket and purchase something. So it all starts there. You have to think about, you know, is this something I should be buying? What are the possible repercussions of purchasing this if it is not recycled properly? The thing is, I think, Alejandra, is that a lot of people live very busy lives and they will tell you, I don't have time to sit there and read labels and to think very attentively about what I purchase and the type of plastic I purchase. I honestly don't have time for that. What is your advice to those people? I mean, it's something we should be starting small, right? I mean, we shouldn't overwhelm ourselves too much. Take it one step at a time, right? Yeah, correct. Let's say baby steps. If you're trying to be able to continue with that habit, um, I completely understand people are really busy and honestly, like these issues go beyond just individual behaviours. 
um, it shouldn't be just the individual responsibility to deal with all of this. Um, but what we can do is, yeah, ju just start small, like maybe just change one one product that you know that you always buy. Have a look at it, see where it's coming from, see what it is made of, and see if that actually uh, matches your own values and beliefs. If it does, that's great. Continue um, to purchase it. If not, then maybe try to find a different alternative for just that one product. Once you find it and once you're comfortable and once you have a um, a system and you know once you create that habit, then continue with the next one. Uh, another th really good thing to do is to avoid um, you know like a shopping spree. And this is not just packaging, but everything in general, like with clothing, uh, home decor, just uh, online shopping. Uh, I know people do a lot of online shopping nowadays, especially after COVID. A good thing to do just to have that conscious consumerism. And this is something I do because I know I've been a victim of online marketing and sometimes I buy something that I don't really need and then it arrives. I'm like, oh, mm. what did I get this for? Yeah. So it's just to put it in your cart, just leave it there for, let's say, a week or so. If you forgot about it, it means you don't really need it. What if it's on sale? <laughs> and if we oh. wait a bit longer, it's going to... <laughs> oh, my God, the sales. Oh. Yeah, I think, yeah, you just have to ask yourself who actually really need this thing. Like, if I get it today, am I going to use it straight away? Mm. I mean, look, when people typically do online shopping, they are less inclined to go ahead with their purchasing because they see the actual price of it and they see the total mm. of what they have yeah. clicked. I mean, it's so easy to place things in your cart online but when it comes to the crunch, people tend to think, okay, now I, I can't I can't do it. It's it's too expensive for me, especially with the shipping costs as well. Oh, that yeah. you know deters people away from actually going ahead with that. So look, it's it's positive for some and negative for some because it can be quite addictive for many people. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, for sure. But I think yeah. with the cost of living nowadays, a lot of people are less inclined to do online shopping like before or even shopping yeah, in general. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, another option, now that you mentioned the cost of living and inflation, uh, yeah. which is just insane, yeah. um, secondhand purchasing is mm. absolutely fantastic. Um, I know most of the furniture I have at, in my home, uh, it's secondhand. I think I only have my, my mattress and a couch mm. that is new. Everything else I got it uh, either on Facebook Marketplace or Gumtree uh, for either free or really, really cheap. And it's secondhand. You know, there wasn't any need to get any new materials to create those items. Mm. Um, you know, it's the sharing economy. So that's that's another great alternative that's as well. That's right. And one man's trash is another man's treasure. So, yeah. you know, it's I absolutely love finding things for a fraction of a price and even free. If it's in good yeah. condition, it can be upcycled. It can be changed in some way or another. This is something that is deeply encouraged, you know, instead of throwing it away and it being discarded into landfill, it's something that can keep generating. There should be a cycle of it. And absolutely. it's absolutely beneficial. Look, in terms of recycling, Australians, they're really eager to do the right thing, the vast majority of them. But due to the complexity of the plastic world and the sheer number of plastic products we use each day, we're facing a real dilemma. And even with the best intentions, it's easy to accidentally send valuable materials to landfill or to contaminate truckloads of recycling. So can you give us an idea of what happens when the wrong materials go into 
recycling? What are the repercussions of that? Yeah, so if there's a, too many of those incorrect materials in your bin, and let's say that, let's assume that your whole bin has the incorrect materials, and let's say that your whole street had full bins full of incorrect materials, that's going to go into the truck and it's going to contaminate the whole load. Uh, and if it, there's too much contamination in there, it's not worth, it's not um, viable to sort everything out because uh, it's just too costly. It, it will take way too much time and uh, the amount of weight that's coming in into the sorting facilities is just too much to deal with all of that contamination. So it's likely that all that load will end up in landfill if, if we contaminate it too much, mm -hmm. which is why we're really trying to get people just uh, to put the right thing in the right bin. I know um, if, if you're not sure, if you're in doubt, leave it out. So that's a good thing to do. It might, it might be, it might not be. But if you're not a hundred percent sure that you can recycle it, just put it in the rubbish bin. It, so you know, at least it might. If it was recyclable, it might get lost into landfill. But on the other hand, if it wasn't, then you're not contaminating the other perfectly good recyclables as well. But I mean, it's very, it's very disheartening for some people. They say I'm doing the right thing, but if you're saying to me that if the contents of someone else's recycling products are incorrect, then it's going to contaminate that whole load and that whole load becomes almost, you know, non-existent in the recycling department. Yeah. What does that mean for them? Yeah, it's not ideal. Um, I think from a... Um I think we, we we also have to think about the, the bigger picture in this case. So what goes in our recycling bin around 80 to 93% actually does get recycled. So it's not all doom and gloom. Mm -hmm. um, so all of this uh, contamination I'm talking about is really just a few things. And look, I know we've seen in the, in the news that uh, sometimes people's efforts are literally ending up in landfill and that's really disheartening, but that's, that's actually quite rare. Mm. Um, but yeah, so the, the least contamination that goes in our recycling bin, the more valuable materials or the, the higher the quality of those materials are, they're easy to get sorted, easy to get recycled, they're cleaner. Uh, and by clean, I don't mean that they need to be washed, just cleaner in terms of uh, material types. Mm. So we don't have any, you know, mixed uh, glass with plastic and so on. And it just, it, again, instead of being waste, it becomes a commodity. Mm, that's right. But let's talk about the issue of food contamination, things like greasy pizza bottles, unwashed peanut butter jars. Do they have the potential to also contaminate an entire load of recycling material? Uh, yes and no. With food contamination, it's mostly um, solid food, like chunky food. So if you have a pizza box and then you have like a cheesy uh, leftovers, those need to get taken out. It depends on how much there is. I mean, if it's just a little bit, the system does tolerate certain amount of contamination. Um, but again, it's if, if, you, if you see that cheese bits uh, just melted into the cardboard, just remove them. I, th I think a good thing to do is if you can tear the top of your pizza box and that goes into recycling because usually you don't have that much uh, food waste or grease on the top bit and then the bottom depending on how much um, grease or food left over if it's completely soaked with grease and cheese and you know uh, mm. any other food leftovers that could either go in your compost bin if you have one uh, but if you don't then yeah unfortunately it has to go in, in the rubbish um, but yeah if also like takeaway containers do not leave any food waste inside 
you don't also you don't have to like super clean it just a quick wipe or just like a big shake with gray water uh, from your dishes that's good enough yeah uh, it doesn't have to be squeaky clean absolutely well, there is still quite a hefty amount of confusion, as we said before. It, there, there is still a confusion that still exists among people about what can and can't be recycled. You know, we have a handy colour coding system which which has been designed to reduce confusion and contamination, but yet there are still many misconceptions and lack of knowledge around recycling. I mean, recycling has been around for, for quite a number of years but why is there confusion? Why does it still exist in our society at the moment? Uh, well, I think it's, I mean, unless you're not, you're really into this, I think sometimes it's hard to know, um, yeah, like what, what you can kind of recycle because of, for example, like paper. Paper is recyclable, right? However, wax paper is not. So, I mean, it's, if you're not really thinking about because recycling really, it's a very, uh, it's not black and white. Know, it's very complex. Yeah, yeah, and it's something that you might like. The average person does without really thinking about it. That's true. So if I know that paper is recyclable, and if I see a paper-looking item, I will very likely just put it in the recycling bin because it's paper. That's right. Um, and they're less inclined so to it, read symbols and things like that because there are many people who also have the assumption that any product with a recycling symbol would be recyclable. So there's confusion yes. around what all those plastic recycling symbols really mean. Yeah, oh, well, I'm glad you mentioned that uh, because if you mean the um, the numbers yes. that go inside the triangles, yeah, they actually don't mean that something can be recycled. They only refer to the type of plastic mm -hmm. that it's made of. So let's say number one, it's PET, number two is HDPE, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, that doesn't, because there's so many other variables that can affect the recyclability of an item, such as the shape, dimensions, weight, colorants, uh, inks, and so on. Um, so that, that's what I mentioned before, the Australian recycling label mm -hmm. so just make sure that you every time you're at the bin like when you're just disposing of uh, of your packaging that moment look at the back and see if you can see the uh, i'm gonna call it the arrow yeah. uh, the arrow and it will tell you exactly what you're meant to be doing if the um, container can go in the bin what to do with the lid if there's any you know like a seal or aluminum foil it really tells you what to do with each component so just have a look at it okay so it's very uh, easy to comprehend right if you look at the label if you look at that triangle yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's there to identify what kind of plastic the item is made of and sometimes a product is made of several components you know maybe the lid yeah. is not recyclable maybe the actual carton is do you know what I mean so you, yes. know, you have that one product but it's made from different types of materials hence not the whole product is recyclable yeah, correct yeah. That's right. A good example would be those like trigger uh, bottles, mm. uh, like for cleaning. So the bottle, it's, I mean, again, look for the ARL because each bottle is made differently, but you can see that the bottle generally would be recyclable and the trigger, depending on the type of spring that they use, maybe recyclable or not. If they use a plastic one, it, you'll see that the trigger is also recyclable, but if they use a metallic one, then it won't be. Mm. Absolutely. And, you know, we know that, you know, for many years people have successfully collected their bottles and taken them into a local drop-off point to get their refund and give those containers a chance to be reused. You mentioned a little bit about soft plastics and there was a period of time where 
you could take them to the local supermarket into the plastic recycling bin. But, you know, even during that period, a lot of people didn't know that you had to recycle those soft plastics in that way as opposed to, you know, dumping it into the normal rubbish bin or your recycling bin. So do you think this is something that a lot of people don't yet really know about as much? Yes. Um, So the soft plastics that were taken back to the supermarkets, um, I mean, it it was increasing exponentially, but still it wasn't really enough in terms of the amount of soft plastics that we consume in Australia. Um, Having said that, soft plastics should never, unless I think only six councils actually accept them and you have to put them into these really bright plastic bags so that they know that those soft plastics Mm. need to be taken out. but yeah, if you're not in one of those like six um, councils, you cannot put it in your recycling bin. Uh, soft plastics, they are the biggest or one of the main uh, contaminants, if not the main contaminants in uh, our recycling bin, because once they arrive into the sorting facilities, they get jammed into the machines and sometimes they can break them. Um, so imagine, you know, you're, you're receiving tons and tons of waste and mm. then the machine gets jammed just... Yeah the amount of tonnage that's going to get, you know, delayed, get sorted. Exactly, exactly. So that would be a recycling plant's worst nightmare, right? Soft plastics. Yes. Because it it would get jammed and quite costly as well and time-consuming having to keep correcting that. Um, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it can really impact the recycling process there. What are some other common mistakes that people make when recycling? Yeah, well, speaking of soft plastics or plastic bags, is to put your recyclables inside a bag and then that bag in the recycling bin. Um, And this is because each material gets separated individually. So if you put them in a recycling bag, like people don't really have the time to open it, see what's inside, determine if it's recyclable or not, and then put it back into the, like the conveyor belt of the sorting facilities. It's also potentially an OHNS hazard because again, you don't know what's inside. Mm. Um, So if you put something inside a bag, even if they're perfectly good recyclables, it gets taken out and sent to landfill. So I know a lot of people do take um, the recyclables in a bag and then take that to the recycling bin. So what you really need to do is just to uh, open it, put it, put all your recyclables in loose, and then the bag, you can, I mean, either goes in the rubbish bin or you can just reuse it. I would reuse it. Well, given that there is a ban on single-use plastics, what are the alternatives available for people? Yes. Um, well, if the, the, depending on where you are, but again, if you can bring with yourself your reusables and there's like the basic kit, right? You have your water bottle, uh, maybe a like a keep cup, like a coffee cup, um, cutlery as well, uh, and a napkin. If, if you can somehow have that little kit on you. Um, so that you don't have to create that waste in the first place, because even if it's uh, if single-use plastic is banned, you still have all these other alternatives that we cannot really process at the moment. Uh, they're not plastic, which is great, uh, but we still cannot compost them either, for example. Or um, yeah, that, that's pretty much the only alternative right now. So mm. reusables are always the best option when it comes to those little everyday activities. Mm. That we do, that's like the rule of thumb. Drinking. That's the rule of thumb. It's it's yeah. really about avoiding those single-use materials or plastics, you know, something that you just use once, throw away, 
you should focus really yes. on reusing everything, you know. And we mentioned, we touched on clothing, we touched on furniture, purchase things that have been used before because you're essentially mm. keeping it going as opposed to having it thrown in landfill. So, you know, we know rethinking and recovering our waste not only keeps valuable materials out of landfill, but it also benefits the environment. So what benefits can it have on the environment when we do the right thing? Yes, well, when we do the right thing by just avoiding, for example, obviously we don't put that pressure on the planet to create additional materials, to create additional things. Um, that's one. And because whatever we take out, somehow the planet has to make it up again. Um, and we're taking out more than what the Earth can recover from. So by avoiding having to take all of those raw materials out in the first place, that's a huge win. Uh, also, by when we, you know, when we do the right thing and we recycle correctly, and then that actually gets recycled and turned into new items. Again, the carbon footprint of, you know, the, the emissions and everything that it takes from just doing that is a lot less than having to take new resources from the earth. So, again, um, with climate change and everything, obviously reducing those emissions is is very important. Absolutely. Well, we all have a big role to play in improving our management of of plastics through reuse and recycling to help reduce our environmental footprint at home, in schools and workplaces. So essentially the bottom line is we should always think about waste as a resource. We should think about how we buy, how we use and dispose of materials to keep them in circulation for as long as possible. So there's always work to be done. And I thank you, Alejandra, for, for setting us in the right direction today. I'm hopeful your message echoed loud enough and we'll start to see a more improved waste management approach by everyone. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. Pleasure. Have a good day. Keep up with the new. Keep up with the important. Keep up with it all on Keeping Up With The Current. Get your news fix for the day. Stay informed and up to date with current affairs and the issues that matter. Nadia has you covered on Keeping Up With The Current.